0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle! I tell you when you get a f-ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay.
0: Today's August thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Twenty-six days to kickoff, and three more days till the next preseason game against Miami. Yay! At Raymond James Stadium, seven thirty Friday night.
1: We started practice with them today.
0: I saw that. No fights. No. Ba said. People fight, they're getting thrown out or some mess like that.
1: Yeah, which I don't know if that means kicked off the team. Disappointed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to see the fights.
1: I was listening to Casey Phillips and Scott Smith talk about it, and they said, brought up the point that if you're fighting, you're not really getting anything done. I think that's B.A.'s perspective on it, which I guess is true. But it is nice to see that enthusiasm. We'll call it that, enthusiasm.
0: (laughs) Save that enthusiasm for the MMA. I
1: guess so. We've got a little bit of news this week. We signed a safety, Darian Stewart from the Broncos. He was waived in the spring.
0: How many Stewarts are we gonna have on the team? <laughs> what didn't he replace, Orion Stewart?
1: Yeah, we lost Orion Stewart and Dakota Dixon to IR. Justin Evans is injured. Mike Evans, ha- not Evans, Mike Edwards has a strained hamstring. Kentrell Bryce left Friday's practice with an ankle injury. So we're really hurting at safety. We signed Micah Abernathy and John Battle, but they're young and inexperienced. So I think that they wanted a veteran presence back there that could play, is a known commodity. He had 58 starts for the Broncos over the last four years. He's been in the league for nine years. He's played a total of 130 games, started 91. He played for St. Louis Rams back when they were in St. Louis, Baltimore, and then Denver. In his career, he's had 439 tackles, 5 sacks, 16 quarterback hits, 11 interceptions, 45 passes defended, 6 forced fumbles, and 7 fumble recoveries.
0: Hmm. So not too
1: bad. And he was on the 2015 Denver Broncos Super Bowl team.
0: Interesting. I heard uh, Godwin... Pulled up today, the hamstring.
1: Yeah, but he was back in almost okay. immediately. good.
0: good. Yeah, I he didn't been, sit out long. I haven't been following the news today, so.
1: It's hard to keep track of who's in and out at training camp, because it seems like this is happening a lot. You get someone tweaks a little something, they go out, go back in. How There's come, a lot of moving parts there.
0: How come Bo Allen didn't play in the preseason game against the Steelers?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't remember him being hurt.
1: Maybe it's just one of those veteran things where they didn't.
0: But Sue's a battery, but he was out
1: there. (laughs) I don't know. He was
0: only out there for a few snaps, though.
1: Right. Maybe he's hurting just a little bit and just didn't want to chance it. We worked out Marcus Gilchrist, another safety on... Monday. Monday, but it doesn't look like we signed him.
0: He played for the Texans and the Raiders, right?
1: Right. So I guess that workout didn't go too well. Guess not. Or maybe Darian Stewart was at a better price. We're still pinching pennies over here.
0: I know, right? Got rid of... Evan Smith that freed up a little bit of cap room so we can sign some people. He was so horrible in that preseason game.
1: Are you putting clips together of that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was just bad.
1: He should retire.
0: But I think he's going to be forced to retire. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to pick him up.
1: There was a few years ago when he was starting for us and he was so bad. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he had a job. Didn't Levy bring him in?
0: I think so. I can't remember. Did did he was he the one that played with Green Bay? Yeah. And then when we
1: went to their stadium, he told some Green Bay fans, Go pack. Yes. Who does that? Not a good look. Not a good look at all.
0: Well, he's not on the team anymore, so don't have to worry about it.
1: God. We were talking last podcast about last preseason game. We were a little down about it.
0: Yeah, we actually got called out on YouTube by Rarely Even. At least I think that's his username. Yeah, he called us out, said we were a little pessimistic. We need to. Chill out because it was a just the first preseason game, and he's right. He's right. I mean, we had high expectations. I really wanted to see our defense go out there and uh, funk stuff up, but uh, defensive line coach Casey Rogers said that they were only showing about 10% of what the defense has in store, so that was encouraging. I mean, while we brought a lot of pressure, we didn't have a whole lot of different looks. And I went back, and this always happens. You know, the games are never as bad as you think they are, and then they're never as good as you think they are. When you go back and you look at the the tape. Unfortunately, we don't have all 22 on the preseason games, but I went back and I watched the game. I don't know. I probably watched it about 12 times now, looking at every position and every player. And I'm going to I'm gonna go back on a few things that we said in our last podcast. Number one, Ryan Griffin. And yeah, we kind of crapped on him. But watching him, he was a lot better than I thought. His errant throws, he had a couple of errant throws that were Due to bad passes, but most of his errant throws were due to pressure. They blitzed us almost the whole fourth quarter, every down, except one that I counted. And, you know, they ended up getting pressure on him, and it caused him to throw errant passes every now and then.
1: So when you say errant passes, are you mean overthrows, underthrows, both? Both.
0: Both. Like like that one where he, he just lobbed it up in the air and it, I swear I
1: kept seeing these passes where the receiver was like less than ten yards in front of him and he underthrew them.
0: Yes, that happened quite a bit, but it was because he was getting hit when he was trying to throw the ball almost every time huh. that he had an errant pass. I, I think I counted two passes that he threw that were just crap passes. Oh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, almost every. Bad pass he had was due to pressure because they did they blitzed constantly in the fourth quarter. we were down by two, they knew two two scores. They knew we were going to be passing the ball most of the time, and obviously we did forty three times. Poor guy had to throw the ball. So Ryan Griffin played a lot better than I than I initially thought.
1: So do you think we keep three quarterbacks?
0: I don't know. Don't know. I mean,
1: do you think we should keep him?
0: That's, man, I don't know. <laughs> I just. It's it's one of those things where if you don't have a backup quarterback, three backup quarterbacks and two go down, you're going to wish you would have kept three. But we have so much need at, like, safety and our defensive line. Although that's another thing I want to touch on. Our defensive line, the second stringers, I think we talked about, you know, they played pretty good. But the second, third stringers out there, they played great, actually. Nacho, Ledbetter, a couple of other guys, I, I had no idea who they were. Just really played good. They, they got a lot of good pressure on
1: I was concerned about the interior of the line. What do you think about that, yeah, our depth there?
0: That's what I was talking about there. those oh, second, okay. third string guys, just they, they did really good. There was one guy out there. I want to say he was number 98. He only played a couple snaps. He was huge. Big boy. I think it was Anthony Nelson, number 98. He's just big, big, big guy. He looks like uh, Vincent Wilfork. He kind of looks like that. Not quite as tubby in the tummy, but Abe <laughs> is just a, a big, big, thick guy. The thickest guy we had out there. But he only played a couple snaps. But they they played well. They the, the interior guys did a really good job. The secondary, you can't tell because it's not you don't have all 22. You cannot tell the secondary without all 22. That's the reason why I can't stay in pro football focus because I grade the secondary just watching the broadcast tape, and you can't do it. It's impossible. You can't really grade anybody if you ask me because you can't see what's going on with the lineman that well. But you definitely can't see the secondary. Now, there was a couple plays, like one where a bunting – was covering 80. It looked like man coverage. 80 did a slant route, and he goes across the middle, and Bunting got beat. And so he like yells and points to 46, or one of the linebackers, to cover 80. Linebacker didn't hear him or didn't see him or whatever. 80 ended up going wide open. He got the ball and then ran down the field for like 30 yards. That was the one where we missed a bunch of tackles. But you see Bunting run over. He just kind of jogs over after the guy catches the ball and then gets in front of him, and it looks like he was – Worried about making contact and all that. So you could see on that play whose fault it was in the secondary. It was definitely Bunting's fault. It, it might have been a zone coverage where the linebacker needed to pick that guy going up across the middle, and then that would have been 46's fault. But Bunting didn't help. Let's put it that way. Other than that, normally you can't tell what's going on in the secondary because you can't see them. You don't know if anybody's falling down back there, if they've blown coverage, or they get beat. So it's impossible to grade. That's why I can't stand pro football focus because – it's just ridiculous that they try to grade these guys on broadcast film. There's no way you can do it.
1: And then they don't even go back and watch the coach's film later.
0: No, they put the their grades out before the coach's film even comes out. Ridonculous. But the linebackers did pretty good. They they did a lot of blitzing. I'm, I'm mainly talking about the second and third stringers here. Uh, Devontae Bond played real well, I thought. The offensive line, The once Evans was out, Evan Smith was out, mm-hmm. they played pretty decent. After that, he was a real liability. Uh, they did get beat quite a bit, but like I said, the Steelers were blitzing constantly, and it was just hard for them to pick it up. You know, especially being a bunch of new guys. Andre Ellington was absolutely horrible in pass blocking protection. Oh, really? Oh gosh, yeah. He whiffed. That's the he was the one that whiffed on the blitzer coming in, and the guy hit Ryan for the fumble. We ended up recovering it though, I think. Yeah, it was forty-four came in and
1: right. on Pittsburgh. Oh no.
0: 44 came in on a blitz, and Andre Ellington went to, to block him and totally whiffed, and the guy just went right around him and hit Griffin, made him fumble the ball. I'm pretty sure that's the one we ended up recovering after three or four people grabbed it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I will concede that we should not have been as pessimistic as we were. We just had high expectations. and we I thought
1: that we were going to see more, especially from the guys in the secondary.
0: Yeah, they did not play well, if you ask me. Uh, VH3, you know, he had a pretty decent night, but he did give up the one big play. Other than that, nobody really stood out in the secondary. A lot of people messed up. Bunting was the main culprit.
1: I wonder if it's just a case of shell shock. You get out there and it's your first NFL game and the guys are so much faster and stronger. Was it the young guys, you would say, that weren't really up to par, or was it just a unit in general?
0: Well, like I said, you know, you can't really tell because you can't see what's going on back there. But there was just too many plays where they had wide receivers wide open. And then they had plays where the cornerbacks were right on top of the receiver and they still caught the ball because the cornerbacks didn't turn around and look at the ball or something.
1: Yeah, like that touchdown on MJ Stewart. Mm -hmm. He was right right there, and he tried to bat the ball out of the guy's hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. too late. There was nothing you could do.
0: But yeah, so we won't have any all twenty two for the preseason game. So anything anybody tells you as far as football breakdowns is gonna be kind of eh because without all twenty two, you can't tell ninety percent of what's going on. But watching the game over again a number of times, I would give us a uh if I had to give us a grade, I would say a B minus. Huh. Yeah, whereas before, right after watching it, I would have said a C-. minus. So we went up a whole grade.
1: That's not bad. Yeah, it's
0: not bad. It wasn't bad. And we we could have that last play, Ryan Griffin, our two-point conversion, he rolls out and he tries to throw it to the running back. He had pressure in his face, and he just kind of – I couldn't tell if he – it was a panic throw. He got it over the guy. I mean, the guy jumped up really high, and Ryan – Ryan's got a pretty good high release. He got it over the guy that was jumping in front of him, but it landed short of the running back. He shouldn't have thrown that ball anyhow because the running back had hey, there was three guys right there. <laughs> yeah. If that running back would have got, caught that ball, he would have got clobbered. But the bad thing is, and this is one of the knocks I had on on Griffin, was 88. Our tight end was wide open in the end zone, uh. nobody near him. But Ryan, he just he just it looked like he panicked, and it was a. You know, He just threw it to the running back, and it seems like at the last minute he realized if he, even if he got caught it, he was going to get clobbered, so he just kind of threw it in a little short. But yeah, 88 was wide open in the end zone over there, which was a pretty interesting designed play. He was designed that way. He acted like he was blocking, and then when Ryan Griffin started to roll out, all the linebackers and everybody rolled with him, and 88, the tight end, shot out. Uncovered.
1: So why wasn't Ryan Griffin looking for him? I
0: know that's why I say that's the the knock I had on Ryan Griffin there. Because if he if he would have pump faked and then just turned and throwed it to that tight end would have been two points all day. But then why didn't we do the onside kick? We talked about this on the podcast. I think at that point they didn't want to.
1: Yeah, I think they were just done with the, the game.
0: Time to go. Yeah. But then you know what kind of message is that sending? I mean, I'm not knocking BA for it, but it's like if you want to win the game, you want you play to win and i don't like it's one of the knocks i had on cutter last year at the chicago game i think that's when he lost the team it was a chicago game we got our butts whooped and in the fourth quarter with i think it was like five minutes left we were down like 30 points or something i can't remember exactly but he just started running the ball he gave up you know and it might make sense you go well you know we ain't ever gonna come back and we don't want to get anybody hurt and all that good stuff we're just gonna Give up, But it's a a quitting mentality. You just don't want to foster that in any way, shape, or form.
1: And it did foster that because we've heard it from Mike Evans and then McCoy came out this week and said there were guys on the defense at the end of the season who didn't want to defend the run anymore, like towards the end of the season. So we have two different units, Mike Evans on the offense and then McCoy on the defense saying... Yeah, guys quit at the end of the year. They just quit doing their jobs, basically.
0: A lot of people knocked Greg Schiano for the kneel down plays, but I thought it was great. See, I grew up when they used to do there was no kneel downs. You know, it was a it was dishonorable to kneel down. So it was actually a long story. I think I did an article on it at one point where and I want to say it was Herman Edwards with the Eagles, uh, can't remember. Anyhow, they were they they were doing a handoff to run the clock out, and they fumbled. Hurt Edwards picked it up, ran it back for a touchdown, ended up winning. And ever since then, everybody freaked out. The coach ended up getting fired and all this stuff. Everybody freaked out, and they were like, well, we're just going to start kneeling down. So kneeling down became. But I liked Greg Shiana's philosophy, even though it wasn't hardly ever going to work. It was just that mentality of never quit, never quit, never quit.
1: Down to the last minute.
0: Down to the last second. And, you know, a lot of people gave him grief over it, but I thought it was great. I think that mentality really means a lot you know don't quit don't don't ever stop trying to win because you never know i mean we, we've all watched football where miraculous things have happened during games
1: Atlanta falcons 28 to 3
0: yeah what if belichick and them would have just phoned it, it in They're like, yeah we're down we, we ain't gonna win we'll just run the ball run the clock out
1: who called that one you did i gotta get my wins where i can
0: that's right like, See, never quit.
1: <laughs> never quit.
0: <laughs> never quit being a jerk, Molly. <laughs> there was some. There were some interesting plays. We had. We did a lot of uh, two tight end sets. Quite a bit, actually. Why
1: wouldn't you when you have two tight ends like Brite and OJ?
0: Well, they were doing it with the backup guys. Yeah, I mean, we got what six tight ends on the roster right. or something like that. So yeah, why not? Hey, but we actually did uh, a play where we had three wide, three tight ends on. Wow. Yeah, it was like a bunch. Three tight end bunch on the thing. and It was a running play. It was really neatly designed because the tight end that was on the outside looped around behind the two and then went up the middle like a fullback. And that's where the running back ran. And it would have been a great play. It actually ended up getting, I think, four or five yards. But the guy, the tight end that went between the other two tight ends, tripped and fell, and the running back fell over top of him.
1: Oh, come on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it was a a really neat play. I liked it. I was like, good stuff. Tricky.
1: I really like that Tanner Hudson. Yeah. We'll probably keep him.
0: Well, if we don't, somebody else will pick him up. Oh, Ramers. absolutely. Yes.
1: He'll be the next Rob Gronkowski. Wouldn't
0: that suck? He, he kind of acted. Did you see the interview with him in the locker room? No. Well, Yeah, he's kind of like that Gronkowski. He just <laughs> seems like a you know happy-go-lucky guy. That was funny. Rat boy. Cam Brate walked by and said something about... They were talking about that great one-handed catch, and Cam Brate called him out about running the wrong route. And he did. If you look at the, the film... There's two tight ends standing right beside each other <laughs> in the end zone. You're like, oh, somebody messed up there. That other him.
1: tight end was probably pissed that he took the yeah. touchdown.
0: Yes, because he, Griffin was throwing it to the other tight end.
1: Oh, my gosh. And
0: and Hudson reaches out. You see him do that long shot. Alex, that one handed. That one handed. Wasn't
1: catch. even going
0: to hit the other tight
1: end, though?
0: Yes, if the, if the tight end would have stepped forward or, you know, stepped laterally, it would have been right in his hands. He was actually smart not to do that because he saw Hudson reaching for it. Because if he would have stepped forward, he would've Hudson would have hit him with his hand. They both would have missed the ball probably. But yeah, there were two tight ends standing right beside each other <laughs> in the inside. Somebody messed up there. It was Hudson. But yeah, Cameron Brake called him out on camera.
1: That's funny. And
0: he admitted to it. He was like, Yeah, yeah. Uh.
1: But isn't that kind of what BA wants? Your veteran guys.
0: Yeah, call him out. Yeah. They'll be sitting on camera talking about how great of a play it was. <laughs>
1: <He's screwed> <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I do like him. He seems to be kind of tough, too. He took quite a few hits and, and did some pretty decent blocking.
1: You see B.A. called out Scotty Miller today?
0: I did see that.
1: He said, What's I'd it? like to see his ass out on the field.
0: I know. That I, that wide receiver core is stacked, man. You can't get hurt, sit no, out all preseason and make the no, team. No, and
1: B.A. does not take kindly to this injury shit. Mm-mm. I mean, there are legitimate injuries, but he ain't happy about it.
0: And Scotty Miller, that was one of the things me and you were worried about was how durable he is. Can he take a hit? Because he's a little guy, and most of the college film we watched, he never really had some serious contact. What is his his injury? Is it hamstring? Yeah, well, he ain't going to make the team if he doesn't get out there and play. we got way too many guys.
1: Yeah, Spencer Snell.
0: Snell, yeah, he showed up out of nowhere. Exactly. He was balling.
1: Yeah. we got Perriman, Justin Watson, Godwin, Evan, yeah, I mean,
0: and Williams is on IR now, right? Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, yeah, he's on IR With now. The Achilles, that's, that's right. Nice. He was having such. A good I know time. he
1: was having a really good game. That was unfortunate.
0: I feel like we're talking about all the same stuff we talked about last podcast. <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> Dolphins at camp this week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, so they'll have another day tomorrow. Apparently, it's supposed to rain really bad. And they're scheduled to be outside, so they may move it inside, but it's gonna be really cramped in there.
0: No crap. Two hundred players? Two hundred plus players?
1: Exactly. Crammed up in there. And I think they said they've got three fields outside. They gave the Dolphins one of them today and the Bucks took two. (laughs) That's right. So
0: So is it it is it open to the public? Yeah. So they're gonna have two hundred plus players, three hundred coaches. That's just the Buccaneers. (laughs) And then all the fans and the media—that's
1: correct—in that be... humid shed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gonna be. That's a Joe Buck's fan
1: calls it the Glazer shed. And they've really started cracking down on the cell phone videos because people are standing up in the back of the bleachers and taking video. And so they said they're not gonna allow that anymore. Oh come on! They, you can do, you can film the one v ones. What? I think that's what they said.
0: I mean, is that like a spy thing they're trying to?
1: I think so, and well, I think that that's their policy. They've just been really lax on it, but now well, that they're getting further into camp, maybe
0: that stinks because we were getting really good footage. I know. Huh. Oh well.
1: There's some former Bucks that are in the building this week with Miami Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is fighting Josh Rosen. For the starting job, remember Rosen last year was drafted first overall by the Arizona Cardinals. And Byron Lefwich was his offensive coordinator. So there's a little reunion there. We've got Akeem Spence. One of our wow, he's still in the league. He sure huh? is. Huh. And you're going to love this one. Blast from the past. Tyquan Underwood is a Kid play. That's right. Uh, he's a quality control coach what? with the Dolphins. Yeah, he's coaching. Really, with the hair. I he's think still, he's does still, still got have hair. the hair. You know well, We got to look on the sidelines <laughs> of the game. You can't miss it.
0: Looks like Marge Simpson with that hair. <laughs> That's what we used to call him, Kid Play. Hey, Kid. Hey, Kid.
1: Where's Play? That was before my time.
0: That's interesting. I did not know he was a coach now. I think
1: we were just asking about him a couple months ago.
0: How did he make that leap? I mean, I don't ever remember him playing in the league.
1: He went to the Patriots after he was with us.
0: Did he play with them? I don't remember that. I mean, I think he was like a second, third stringer. Didn't they
1: cut him right before the Super Bowl?
0: I think so. Yeah. Was that him or was that that tight end we had?
1: No. I don't know. Because we
0: traded them a tight end with Logan Mankins. Don't oh, know. Anyhow, yeah, Taekwon Underwood.
1: Yeah, so we'll quality see control coach. Ryan Fitzpatrick gave a press conference today, and he said that even though it's no contact, Bruce—I mean, not Bruce—Bo Allen got a little handsy. He gave him a little smack on the butt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Bo Allen is out there practicing. Yes, okay.
1: he's back practicing. And Jamel Dean—he came back on Monday practicing.
0: Vita Vea might be back for week one, according to BA. Which that would be great news. We really could use him. If not week one, definitely the Thursday night game. But I imagine if he's not going to play week one, they're not going to play him four days later against the Panthers.
1: Right, like what's four days going to do?
0: Yeah, I really want him in that Panther game though.
1: Yeah, he's been... Game. we
0: got to win that Panther game.
1: Absolutely. He's been walking around in a brace, but he's still walking around. And then he was on the sleds with the defensive linemen, like holding the sled.
0: And <laughs> the extra ton. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's participating as much as he can. That's good. Yeah.
0: Nacho, number 56. What's his real name? N-Nunez. Rakim
1: Nunez-Rochez.
0: Nunez-Rochez, called Nacho. He played really well. I really liked him out there. He's got good push, good strength.
1: Now, he was on the team last year. Do you remember yes. seeing him last year?
0: No, no, I don't ever remember seeing him.
1: Well, he didn't maybe a stand few times. I mean, he was definitely a rotational guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he might have gotten three snaps a game, maybe. Right. But, but he
1: didn't stick out to you last year. No,
0: not—I don't I don't think I ever saw—no, I ever saw him play enough for him to, to stick out. But he, he he was the best defensive player we had last night as far as the— Second, third stringers go. Him and led better, but I, th- I think Nacho had the edge on him because Nacho was just getting really good push. It reminds me of Vitavea, but about 75% of Vitavea, which is good. I saw him a couple times try to throw linemen, and it just didn't work. I and mean, <laughs> I mean, if you watch Vitavea, I mean, he just tosses guys. Yeah. And Nacho was trying to imitate him, and he was like, uh! <laughs> Okay, next time. He did a couple of good spin moves, too, though, so it was interesting. Uh, And David Kenny was out there for a few plays, too. It was fun watching him. And I could definitely see where they say he's got a lot of skill with pass rushing. He did a couple of really good moves. He did this one spin move that was just excellent. Unfortunately, the guard, he did the spin move on the tackle and just totally blew right past the guy. But the guard picked him up because I think it was Ledbetter, who was engaged with the guard, decided it was a good time for him to do a stunt. Or a twist, whatever you want to call it, and he came around, leaving the guard free. So when Kenny did his spin move, the guard was able to pick him up. But it was a, it was a really nice spin move. He got right by that left tackle too. And he's a big. He's kind of a bigger guy too. Is he? Yeah. Heavier. I don't know
1: that I even noticed him.
0: Heavier than I thought. Yeah. He he didn't play a whole lot, but he when he was out there, he was he was making a good impression.
1: Well, we're gonna see them more Friday because VA said that it's gonna be about the same as it was. The first week, as far as how much the starters are playing,
0: normally they'll do it just a little bit longer, maybe two series instead yeah. of one. Poor Ryan Griffin, his arm's gonna be dead. <laughs> and then the third preseason game, they normally play the first half.
1: I'm very excited about that.
0: Or the first quarter, anyhow, depending. Yeah, that'll be the third preseason game is really the only one that matters as far as the starters is concerned. And then the fourth preseason game, we won't see any of them.
1: I wonder if they're going to update the depth chart before the next game.
0: That'd be interesting.
1: I looked today and it wasn't updated because I was trying to see where that new safety Stewart was going to be.
0: Yeah, we're going to beat the mess out of the Dolphins. It's going to be sad, sad, sad.
1: It's Sue's old team.
0: I wonder if there's anybody on the team left. I mean, he was only there about two years ago, but right. the Dolphins have just—they just imploded.
1: These Florida team man just can't seem to get it together. The Bucks, Jacksonville. Miami.
0: It's hard.
1: It's the weather. It's too hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that, Dak Prescott? They offered the Cowboys offered him thirty million, and he turned it down because he wants forty million a season.
0: That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous.
1: Drew Brees doesn't even make that much. You're gonna spend all your money on your quarterback. That's outrageous. And then you know Zeke's holding out for more money too.
0: And so is Amari Cooper.
1: Oh, is he really? Yeah. They just think Jerry Jones is Mr. Moneybags, trying to shake him down.
0: Ridiculous. Of those three, Amari Cooper's the only one that deserves more money, if you ask me.
1: Well, and that's my thing, is a lot of people on Twitter were saying that Zeke Elliott makes Dak Prescott. I would argue the offensive line makes both of them.
0: Exactly. So,
1: pay the offensive line. Let's do that.
0: Elliott and Prescott should be, yes, given money have their <laughs> right. paycheck to the offensive
1: line.
0: Get let them go somewhere else. Yeah. And see how that works out for them. Right.
1: But, you know, I was thinking about that with, with Zeke. He didn't hold out la- – or he held out last year, but then he ended up coming back, right?
0: Oh, I, I can't keep track with him. He's always getting He's suspended so or holding out. Or...
1: But they brought in some other running backs, right? And did they
0: – Alfred Morris.
1: Darren McFadden. Darren
0: McFadden. Yeah, they just ended up rotating guys. That was when
1: right. He was you picked him up in suspended. fantasy, and you were like,
0: "I was holding them, held them all year long." All the running backs, like four
1: running backs on your bench.
0: <laughs> I was waiting because anybody that runs behind that line is going to do good.
1: Right. So you were waiting for the bell cow to show up.
0: Yes, and I had all of them figured. Well, and Ezekiel never ended up getting suspended. And so I had those guys taking a bench spot all year (laughs) long. Well, it just started off. The first one was Alfred Morris, and then it was Derek McFadden, and then there was another guy. I think it was three. So I had all three of them just waiting. That was miserable.
1: You were going to outsmart our commissioner because he's the one that had.
0: Well, he's a Homer Dallas fan. Right. And he's probably listening to this right now. So what up? I'm winning the championship again this year. (laughs) Can't stop me.
1: I haven't even looked into fantasy this year. I know you've got a whole folder, probably. You know you it. You stay up till like three in the morning researching fantasy stuff.
0: I've got my lineup already set. Just waiting to see who makes it to the preseason without injury.
1: Who you keeping? No, none of your business. <laughs> you keeping Mike Evans?
0: I don't keep anybody.
1: You gonna keep Mike Evans?
0: No, I'm not gonna keep Mike Evans. I'll probably. End I don't up...
1: believe a word that comes out of your mouth.
0: That's smart. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you the truth. This is competition. I always end up getting Mike Evans, even if I don't keep him. I'll, yeah. I've had Mike Evans for what, five years now? Cause it, it, nobody, cause he's, he's kind of the, he's not a flashy wide receiver. So nobody ever thinks about picking him up. Right. And they're always going for the OBJs or the Antonio Browns and all that mess. So I always end up getting Mike later in the rounds. That's what I like about, you know, hey, don't talk about Mike Evans. He sucks. <laughs> he's, <laughs> don't think about drafting him. <laughs> I thought i tell them too. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mike Evans is going to have a horrible year this year if they ask me. I'm always giving them misinformation. Who was <laughs> it wasn't one year somebody got hurt? I want to say it was a Dallas quarterback. Was it Prescott? Who was the- a quarterback before Prescott? Was it Romo?
1: Yeah. I can't so.
0: remember, but somebody was going to draft him and they talked about it all the time and he ended up getting hurt. And we we're sitting there at draft night. We're all sitting around. The draft going, and as soon as he drafted him, I we went, hey, <laughs> did you know that he was a- He's going to be out for like four days? <laughs> He got so mad at me. What? I was, like, yeah, man. was that me? No, you drafted. <laughs> who did you draft it's embarrassing. last year?
1: Carson Wentz. I drafted him. You, yeah. And then this is my backup. I was like suspended mm-hmm. or something. Guys, who
0: was it? When you ended up picking up. I was can't. James your backup?
1: Yeah, it was Jameis. Yeah, people, you, so you got, like, you got I didn't realize it until the next day. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, a, Ralph, did you know that Carson Wentz is in church? <laughs> I was
0: like, yeah. We were all sitting Wait, there going, so, didn't I text you when you drafted he him? He was
1: like talking shit where it's his friend's league and... He was talking me up, like, oh, yeah, Molly, she knows football and all this shit. Then I go and embarrass him. <laughs> <laughs> <What's>
0: the, <laughs> everybody everybody looked at me and they went, did she just draft Carson Wentz?
1: It's an ACL he, injury. It's not like he's going to. This God. is what happens. This is like cramming for the test the night before. I'm always one of those people. No, I would wake her up early the night, the morning of the test. That's
0: even worse. I know. Oh, yeah, because you can't miss your sleep. You don't. know. Yeah. Now, if you don't get your twelve hours sleep, you're a miserable person.
1: <laughs> so that's how I do fantasy. That's why I haven't won. <laughs> this is my year, though, for real.
0: Me, I'm a big uh, nerd with it. I've got all kinds of charts and
1: spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. Get
0: I have rules. alerts on your. Oh yeah, I got to have them alerts, man. Because I'm first, yeah, I've worked that waiver wire. i the, the most,
1: only time I've ever seen you set an alarm was to set your fantasy lineup <laughs> on Sunday.
0: I've got it, it. It rang the other day, and I was like, "Oh man, I got to start setting my a
1: drill in for that. Yeah, <laughs> practice. Start
0: working for my, my waivers, man. I've got it. They, when the waiver the waiver wire is, we play on NFL.com, and when the waiver wire the waiver wire is at 2 a.m usually at 201 a.m I'm, I'm on the computer making sure my waivers went through or if there wasn't nobody worth getting for me to lose my spot I'm on there at 201 getting the one person I wanted to get but it wasn't worth losing the spot for so yeah strategy I've got rules for drafting I've got rules for each week because I so you get lost you know, You'll be like, oh, or you'll get excited about something to be like that, and then I'll check my rules. I'll go, oh yeah, I don't want to do that because this is week so and so, and you know this is could be detrimental down the line.
1: I know what I'm doing tomorrow morning.
0: You're good. Looking try through and,
1: your filing cabinet, <laughs> I'm all, gonna do some reconnaissance.
0: It's all encrypted.
1: <laughs> Damn it! Come on, I know you wrote it down somewhere. I know you. In
0: invisible ink. No,
1: blood probably.
0: <laughs> but every year I tweak them. Yeah, you know. tweak them. But yeah, I've got steadfast rules, man, especially when it comes to drafting. I don't believe in you can win or lose in drafting, but I think it sets a good thing. I always count on losing the first week. Always count. But the first week waiver wire, the first couple week waiver wires are the most important because that's when you see the guys that are going to start popping off, especially the running backs. You can see what teams are going to be workhorse in the running backs, and you can also see. Receivers that are going to start getting the ball a lot.
1: Yeah, that's always a weakness in my drafts are the running backs. Those are hard to do too. God, I remember my first year playing fantasy. I drafted Adrian Peterson first overall and he got injured. That was the year he tore his ACL. The next year I drafted Arian Foster first overall. He hurt his back and was out the whole season. Like, I have the worst. I think there was some. And last
0: year, you drafted Carson Wentz first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was already injured. Like, that's... No, I didn't draft him first. Who did I draft? Who
0: did you... uh, Andre.
1: Um, no, I've had DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. He was my keeper. Okay. And I really, because I saw you last year, did not. We got a keeper league. Two Two players you keep. But if you keep those two players, you don't draft the first two rounds. So I kept two players. You did not.
0: No, I did not.
1: And so you got all the you got first pick of the litter because yep. everybody else in the
0: back to back.
1: Yeah, in the draft. It was, it was
0: me and another yeah, guy. Okay. Another guy had no idea that what the keeper league was about. Kind of, I think. I he didn't set up his keepers anyhow. And so it was it was I picked, then he picked, then I picked, and then he picked, and then everybody else got the pick. So yeah. I got two prime players, man.
1: Yeah. Which was smart, and that's what I wanted to do this year. But I have DeAndre Hopkins and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm like, God, I can't drop them.
0: Oh, no. Uh-uh. I wouldn't drop them at all.
1: <laughs> I don't want to fall into you. <laughs> that's the problem.
0: <laughs> Keep them both. If they, I'll give you a list of people to draft. How about sure.
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> the people that it stay away from. It'll
0: be up and up, I swear.
1: Uh-huh. Likely story. You know, if I win, I'd split it with you.
0: Well, wow, I don't split it with you? Eh?
1: <laughs> Goes right into our bank account. Um,
0: I think, of course, Mike Evans is always you know pretty good fantasy player to have. Goodwin might be a good one to get this year if he's there. Godwin, Godwin yeah, if yeah. he's there in the late rounds, I'm probably going to pick him up. But unfortunately, I'm a homer, and a lot of times I'll have like five Buccaneers on my team, uh, and you
1: get burned no. sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> Come on. Come on.
0: I'm really debating the tight end situation this year if I want to get juice. One of the, yeah, if I want to get the juice or the break.
1: Didn't you have him a couple years ago and he got injured? I had him last year and he got injured. After the Carson Wentz debacle, I ended up, well, and yeah, I got Jameis. He was on my bench. So then, second week, I picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that worked out well for me for a couple weeks till he started doing bad. Then I could put Jameis in and then he lit it up a couple games.
0: And then there was Cincinnati.
1: And then, yeah. And then he got benched, and then Fitzpatrick came back in. He just
0: swapped them back (laughs) up.
1: But then I think I ended the season with a different...
0: Yeah, who was it you had?
1: I can't remember. I got to rename my team this year.
0: I do, too, because I won the championship. I always rename my team when I win the championship, because I like to just throw that little wrench in there so people don't know it's me.
1: That's tricky. Mine's because my team's called The Squad. And it's become politicized.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to name my team this year. I might keep it the same. I don't know. I can't really think of a good books-themed name. If I do, I'll probably use that. I'd like to use something with Vita Vea.
1: Live in v- the Vita Loco. That's what I was
0: going to say. Vita Vea Vita, Loco, or something like that. Vea Train. Vea. Vea. You
1: got nothing. You got nothing. It'll come to you. Double V. You can put it in your super secret folder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How in the world did this podcast veer into a Dallas Cowboys and a fantasy football podcast?
1: I don't know, but it's fun.
0: I like fantasy football. I do too. It is fun. I like pick 'em leagues. Pick 'em, I really enjoy that. But fantasy football has kind of taken over. I can only play one league, though. I used to play like four different fantasy football leagues. And it's just too much because I, you know, I don't half-ass it. I would, you know, study each one of them, and it's it's just way too much time.
1: You've probably got charts on all of the teams in the fantasy league.
0: Mm-hmm. What? What's wrong with that? Don't mock <laughs> Analyze me. Analyze
1: your opponents. Yeah, definitely. You i know. on my phone in the middle of the night seeing what I'm doing.
0: I know what everybody in our league does is their habits and who they're, you know, who they have a tendency to I'm pick. I'm gonna
1: get you one year.
0: Who plays the waivers? Who doesn't? got to know your opponent, man. Right? <laughs> Sun Tzu.
1: <laughs> You're funny.
0: Looks ain't everything. So.
1: We'll be back Friday with a preview for the Dolphins game.
0: Mala's going to have that written up and we're going to go over it. See if there's any good stuff there. I can't imagine there being much of anything. Akeem Spence, Fitzpatrick. that would be fun.
1: Yeah. They got a quarterback controversy, so just happy it's not us.
0: I wonder who they're going to start. They started Fitzpatrick last week. I wonder if we we'll put Josh Rosen in there with the first unit this week?
1: I will let you know if on Friday. It, if
0: it's a real quarterback curse, conch,
1: what <laughs> I this up <laughs> a real,
0: If it's a real quarterback controversy, then that's what they'll do. If it's not a real quarterback controversy, then they'll have Fitzpatrick in you there.
1: You just ride Fitzpatrick until
0: until he eventually breaks two exactly. games into the season.
1: Yes.
0: Who do they have wide receivers?
1: I have no clue. I will tell you on Friday.
0: Kenny still still there? I don't know. Still, still there? Get it? Ah. Uh He was pretty good. He's still pretty good.
1: I will let you know on Friday.
0: He's one of the few that actually left New Orleans and is playing better since he left. Not that he did bad at New Orleans. He's just the number one receiver there now. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll have another podcast out Friday. The game is Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Dolphins at the Bucks. Be there or be rectangular.
1: That's such a dad joke.
0: (laughs) I I was going to say. I was going to say be there, be square, but then I was like, that's way too nerdy. So I went the dad route, Mm -hmm. dad joke route.
1: Not nerdy at all.
0: Not nerdy. Hey, you know, there's a difference between being nerdy and being a dad. The thin line. They're not mutually
1: exclusive. (laughs) You can be both. (laughs) Hey, I've got an article up on the website, which I put links on Twitter and Facebook. It's about B.A. and his winning record, so check that out.
0: What is it, third most winningest coach in the league right he now? He sure is. And that's just his head coaching thing.
1: And I should say it's amongst coaches who have at least five years. Okay. Because they, they get a little skewed.
0: If you go down to like two years. Yeah,
1: years. like one year, two years. Like
0: Sean McVay would probably have.
1: Exactly. So it's at least. So you just
0: arbitrarily pulled five years out? or Yes. <laughs> to make PA look
1: good? <laughs> no, not to make PA yeah. look good.
0: Uh. But if you put in his like total coaching experience, it's enormous. It's incredibly awesome. Like we said, we did a podcast on it quite a few months back. And out of, what was it, 24, 25 years of coaching experience in the NFL, he's only been a part of how many losing teams? Three? No no more than five. I know that. That's incredible. Guy doesn't know how to lose. Yep. Not a big fan of it.
1: Been to the playoffs 15 times in 25 years.
0: That's impressive. Yeah.
1: So you can see how he stacks up against other NFL coaches, against former Bucks coaches. I threw that in there, too. A lot to be optimistic about.
0: Yeah, so if he comes here and craps the bed and pulls a lovey and gives us a 2-14 and 14 season, or what was it? Lovey Smith only won us, what, five games, eight games? I don't remember. Games, very few games. Never reached double digits in three years. Then we can definitely say there's something wrong with this organization. It's not a coaching problem. It's not a player problem.
1: Well, I will tell you.
0: But that's not going to happen.
1: John Gruden, when he came, you know, John Gruden and Lovey were the only two coaches that were established that had been head coaches before they came here. And both, after they left here, their win loss went down. They were still both above 500.
0: Hmm. I wonder if that's endemic, though, because, you know, the longer you coach, the.
1: Right. And if you get fired.
0: Yeah, you never have an opportunity to lift it back up, right? Right. All right. So go check that out, everybody. See what Molly's got to say about our awesome head coach. Go check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is bucks underscore observer. We've got a YouTube channel, Facebook page. Just search for Buccaneers Observer. And don't forget to smash that share button and send us out to all the other Buccaneer fans on the planet.
1: Don't just push it, smash it.
0: <laughs> don't, don't just push that button, smash it. <laughs> Get a hammer, take a hammer to it. Nah, I might break your phone. <laughs> all righty, guys. Till next time.
1: Go, bucks.